0: What happens when you share stories about Greek mythology, but you focus more on slaying monsters and focus slightly less on cannibalism and incest? Stephen Fry has broken it down for us with his usual wit and hilarity in this next title. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Jana, also known as Jana, and today I'm reviewing Heroes, the Greek Myths Reimagined. Written and read by Stephen Fry. Heroes is the second book in Stephen Fry's Greek mythology trilogy. And while the first book, Mythos, which I previously reviewed, focuses on gods and other immortals in Greek mythology, Heroes focuses on mortals with exceptional abilities – Although most have direct connection to the gods, including Perseus, Heracles, Bellerophon, Orpheus, Jason, Atalanta, Oedipus, and Theseus. Now, there's plenty of violence and bloodshed here, so it's definitely still not for kids. Yet I might have enjoyed this book even more than Mythos if that's possible. The other key distinction between gods and heroes is that heroes serve to lay the groundwork for what the Greeks considered to be civilization itself. It's not a coincidence that all the heroes here undertake lists of labors and vanquish various beasts, monsters, and outlaws for the benefit of kings and other human beings. But unlike our modern idea about heroes, these characters are not so much moral role models as they are reminders of what stands between humans and utter chaos and destruction. Fry opens stories about these heroes with lines like, It began, like many Greek stories, with some cattle rustling. He is a genius when it comes to foreshadowing by comparison, beginning his story about Oedipus by recalling the story of Tantalus and the doomed house of Atreus, adding, If they weren't casseroling their children, they were sacrificing them. While those who made it into adulthood, if they weren't committing incest with their parents, they were murdering them. Okay, so I'm not sure I've ever heard casserole used in adjectival form, but it certainly helps paint a picture, no? Fry injects every story with pithy insights about the ancient world, without sounding condescending, and this had me pausing the audio every few minutes to capture these gems, like the story of Heracles in Thrace, accompanied by his young friend and lover, Abderus, a son of Hermes. Fry adds, almost as an afterthought, quote, Heracles, like most classical Greeks, was as happy to dine at the man trough as the lady buffet, unquote. Fry's pacing also reassures listeners that even minor characters who happen to take a small role in one story or another will get their time in the spotlight in due course, at one point reassuring us that the disgraceful adventures of Pirithus and Theseus are coming soon, lest we fear he's glossing over anything important. I can see why having a print version of this book would be helpful for flipping back and forth to reference the many names and details, but then you wouldn't have the pleasure of hearing Fry apply various regional United Kingdom accents to characters that might otherwise come across as a bit dull. I can't say I ever imagined Perseus as a Yorkshireman, or Ariadne with a Scottish accent for that matter. But Fry manages to pull it off perfectly, also managing to imbue these characters with a bit more humor and humanity along the way. Fry's brief afterward explores our continued fascination with myth, explaining that, quote, even today, we cannot understand much of what drives us. Take love, for example. To say she fell in love is to describe a mystery. One might as well say, Eros pierced her heart with his arrow as gametes fizzed, hormones seethed, psychological affinities and sexual connections were made. Unquote. He has a point, right? That said, Fry isn't overly critical of the problematic power dynamics between children and parents, or the misogyny at play in these stories. But I chalk that up to his focus on relating the myths to modern audiences without overinterpretation or judgment as well as Fry's well-known distaste for identity politics. Some listeners and readers may find this uncomfortable, so consider yourself warned. Now, there are also critics who think this book glosses over the myths and shortens them too much. I think those readers and listeners might be missing the point, though. This is not an academic or historic deep dive into classical mythology. This is an immensely entertaining collection of brief illustrations brought to life by Frye's humor and wit. If you're a Monty Python or Blackadder fan, I can practically guarantee you'll love this. And if you've ever been interested about mythology and you're in need of a laugh, but looking for a little more grit, grime, and gallows humor than a typical Disney movie, this audiobook is for you. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you've not yet done so, please subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on your favorite platform. By subscribing, you can help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners like you finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.